All right, one of the podcasts today, the people, the powerful people who are pulling all this stuff off, they have no idea what is being said about them behind their backs. It would drive them crazy if they knew what us simple, bitter clingers in the hills of Idaho know that they don't know. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now... From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I got to give a huge, huge thank you. To everybody who's back with us on Apple Podcasts, everybody who signed up for the new podcast, uh, just yesterday learned that we are 100, we're ranked right now 169th for news. Now think about that, for news. There's thousands, tens of thousands of news podcasts and we're at 169th out of all the podcasts in the country or in Apple's Apple's rating system. Uh, That is a huge thing particularly in the category of news. So I want to thank you for that because obviously, (laughs) sorry, I didn't even think of this. I was about to say, obviously I need to thank you for this because I didn't do it. You know, the Lord made it happen and the Lord called us together and, and, and here you are, you've made it happen. I I was about to say, I didn't build that. That was literally about to come out of my hole. I didn't build that. That's one of his great Barack Obama moments. Uh, Just one other thing. If we, if everybody who listens to the, the show were to share this with five friends and they listened, we would dominate this category. You'd, you'd basically be syndicating this show on your own. I mean, if you want, there are a lot of people said you should syndicate the show. Well, you never know what's going to happen. I'll just say it that way. You never know what's, you never know what God's going to have happen. And if that's in his will, then it will happen. But you guys basically could do that. Now you get five friends to listen and we would dominate this category. You know, and we made this move so that we could have God at the center of what we do. So I do want to thank him, just take the moment uh, to thank the Lord for pulling off what I didn't think could be pulled off. I really didn't. I, not in this, I mean, I knew we'd get here, but in this period of time, it's extraordinary. And a lot of good friends helped make this happen as well. So just thank you very, very much. Uh, Dave, the digital who is, uh, is our digital guy here. He made that happen. Julie, who does social media, made that happen. Our friend Zach Abraham played a huge role in making this happen. So just thank you for that. So on this weekend, we were at a an event that it was just the most wholesome Christmas event at a very kind couple's home. They've been there for 20, 25 years. Beautiful acreage in Idaho. And what struck me afterwards was how disturbed the people in the party would be if they heard <laughs> if they heard the conversations that were going on. You know, I'm studying this weekend about the Holy Spirit. And I think it was John who also said that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And it is remarkable to sit in this, this you know, lovely family home um, and it's, look, it's packed with people. There were 30, 35 people there, maybe more, bunch of teens who were digging it, like digging the Christmas party and super wholesome. 
But in the front room, I'm talking with people who understand everything about the injections, every every consequence of the election, everything from structured data, like no, no, structured data, this 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 is very suspicious looking, to the use of nanolipid particles in in the injections, the COVID injections, and why that's bad and why this might lead to these immuno, you know, compromised situations. I'm listening to people who've had conversations debates with doctors about the response to the COVID. I'm listening to people describe the inflationary aspects of Biden's, uh, of, of the people who run Biden and their policies. And, and I just guarantee that the people in the beltway and the people who run the beltway and the people above the people who run the beltway, they think they've got everybody, everybody snowed. And they don't. That is just, that's enormously funny to me. I, I don't know why that's so funny. I mean, I would love, honestly, and I don't, I'm, this isn't a threat. I'm not going to do this, but it would be funny to peacefully kidnap, you know, like peaceful riots, to, to peacefully kidnap someone from the party and set them down in a home like this and just say, just listen, just listen. We see it all because God, God's lifted the scales from our eyes. We see it. We see you now. The other side of that is they're going to say, yeah, but what are you going to do to stop us? The things that people in small towns are planning and executing and carrying out right now. It's man, there is an earthquake on the way. There are caregivers in North Idaho who are very close to founding their own hospital. Because they would not take the injections. They won't take the knee. Most of them won't take the knee to anybody. But God, they're, they're very close to having their own hospitals. You have churches in this area who are dispatching these uh, community, uh, I'm not saying it the right way, but kind of community happening liaisons who are coming back to their churches to report what's going on politically in the community. And there's varying ways of dealing with that. Some pastors say, okay, look, is this godly? Right, You know what to do if this is not a godly law. Other pastors are, are more forward saying, you know what, this is how I'm going to vote. You need to make up your own mind. There's other pastors at churches who are saying, no, that's not our approach. What we want to do is we want to send godly people into these meetings. We want to send godly people into the school board meetings and the zoning meetings and the legislative meetings. And this is now this is in one state where I live, but I know it's being replicated across the country. What's happened is it's so typical And if you look historically at how God interacts with his people, it is so very typical that God allows these institutions to just become rotten and led by evil people because some, and you know what, that has a consequence. God, you know, gosh knows that the, the number of deaths from the abuse of hiding ivermectin and and suppressing it and now poverty-related deaths and deaths of despair and sex trafficking, those are all real. That's happening now. So there's a cost to this, clearly a cost to this, and there's also an awakening that's happening. But what strikes me at the heart of this is how people can see the truth in in the circumstances where I live, and, and it just, it runs the range. I am constantly heartened by some of the young people I meet who know this stuff. And you would have the people in the party just, you would have them, I think, I, I think they'd rediscover the, sh- the ability to be shamed. Well, <laughs> not at CNN. 
Did you see this? So this guy at CNN, you know, is 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 merchandising. Hey, I work in I work in news and entertainment. I think that's probably what he's doing. His name is John Griffin, senior producer for CNN's morning program, New Day. Got himself arrested for soliciting parents who should also be arrested. They they better they better arrest these parents. He was soliciting parents to let him train their children on how to be sexually uh, submissive. Their girls on how to be sexually submissive. And apparently he, he successfully got this done in this indictment. This guy, John Griffin, who apparently was quite close with Chris Cuomo. Um, got someone to travel from Nevada with their nine-year-old daughter. And this is rough language, by the way. I guess this is different than live radio. You can skip this part so you don't, I don't need to be a parental warning. This mother traveled from Nevada to let John Griffin train her nine-year-old daughter on how to be submissive to men. And this, this girl was raped. The indictment says she was directed to engage in and did engage in unlawful sexual activity. That means she was raped. To put that in the proper sense, she was raped. And this guy, Griffin, said, according to the indictment, a woman is a woman regardless of her age. Now, in the, in, in, in the wake of this, right, and this came about, I, I got to believe this came about when CNN started looking into the emails of Chris Cuomo to see how he was helping his brother with what? A sex abuse scandal. At a, at a network that had what? One of their legal analysts, stars, who decided to sexually pleasure himself during a, a, a Zoom meeting with his colleagues. And it, it is so like the Lord to say, you know what? You guys want God, man, like, like Chris Cuomo? You, you, your society wants this? You, you want these people to be the, the truth makers? Because that's what they've become. They think they're the truth makers, but folks, how many of us spotted this stuff 10,000 years away and 20,000 miles? So what I think we need to do is close the gap that is between what we know and what we're getting done about what we know. Now, this guy needs to be in prison for the rest of his life. And I could make a prison rape joke here and it'd be very low hanging fruit. And I could say eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And maybe you're going to go find out what it is like to be made sexually submissive. I don't particularly find rape funny at all. In this case, what do you say? I mean, in this case, I want to be the guy saying, no, I, I, maybe this will be, maybe God can redeem him. Well, no, God can, but maybe I don't know if I want to say this, but maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is an experience he needs to have. I'm not, look, this is dangerous territory. Even on podcasts, this is dangerous territory. Maybe this is something he needs to experience. And I'm not saying that because I want it to happen. I'm saying that maybe this is something he needs to get through his head that no, it doesn't work this way. It's, uh, rape is, is, is a crime of violence, and particularly against a child. So I would suggest that CNN take a long internal view of themselves, but they won't. They won't.
There are people in, in, do you remember last week we did a, a an entire podcast on the $32 billion sex trafficking industry? Because we were talking about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial and th- that's, th- that's the tip of the spear. That's the part we see. But the $32 billion human trafficking and sex trafficking industry, and those numbers were from, what, 10 years ago? So you know it's more than that. It might be even double that by now. It might be a $60 billion industry. That's the tip of the spear. Who's actually participating in these things? Guys like this. He decided to be his own broker. I didn't intend to go this long on that, on this, on this particular aspect of what we're talking about. But how many people at CNN are going to look at this now and say, man, I think I might work in the devil's playhouse. Truly. If this is your environment, do you think you might step back and say, aren't there rules? <laughs> aren't there rules that you don't do this? And please don't tell me no one knew about this guy. Just don't come to me with it was an utter secret. No, it wasn't. No, I don't No, The guy's on, on messaging apps doing this. I'll tell you, 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 you pull that stuff off in Idaho. Well, good luck. And there's a lot of other places around the country. And I'm not I'm not here you know, pleading for vigilante justice, but I'm pleading for swift justice. And, 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 and justice delivered in a way that makes a mark psychologically. You're not going to do this again. I'm sorry. I have no patience for this. I didn't intend for the, I didn't intend to comment this long on this, but sometimes I can't help myself. The harm that this does unspeakable harm, but it's like God. It is just like the Lord to say, here's your institutions. Here they are with their own gods. Here they are now sacrificing children sexually again. Brian Williams, Brian Williams, (laughs) Brian Williams in his little retirement speech. And and, (laughs) do you know that when he gave his retirement speech, (laughs) I didn't know this. I was just reading this, that he actually apparently made something up again about about um, Newsmax on his way out. The man can't help himself. Newsbusters has this story. Another falsehood on his way out about about um, about a Newsbuster or Newsmax. Got to have one more of these. So Brian Williams spoke this way about leaving the NBC family. Listen, there's so much to dig into in this, in particularly as regards our theme of God saying, hey, you know what? You want your institutions? I'll give you your institutions. He even says it. Listen to Brian Williams. Well, look at the time. I'll try to keep this brief. After 28 years of Peacock logos on much of what I own, it is my choice now to jump without a net into the great unknown, as I do for the first time in my 62 years. My biggest worry is for my country. The truth is I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm an institutionalist. I believe in this place and in my love of country, I yield to no one. But the darkness on the edge of town has spread to the main roads and highways and neighborhoods. It's now at the local bar and the bowling alley, at the school board and the grocery store. And it must be acknowledged and answered for. Grown men and women who swore an oath to our Constitution, elected by their constituents, possessing the kinds of college degrees I could only dream of, have decided to join the mob and become something they are not, while hoping we somehow forget who they were. 
They've decided to burn it all down with us inside. That should scare you to no end as much as it scares an aging volunteer fireman. An aging volunteer fireman. When was the last time you think Brian Williams was in a bowling alley? Truly. He calls himself here an institutionalist. That's a fascinating phrase, isn't it? An institutionalist. And he'll put his love of country. He won't, he won't cede his love of country to anybody, which is why he lied about being in wars and why he, on his last week at MSNBC, lied about Newsmax, Brian Williams. But Putin is not without friends in the United States. This is the December issue of Newsmax magazine, Vlad the Great, tweeted out tonight by Ron Flipakowski. For anyone who thinks Newsmax is anything but Russian disinformation, here's the cover of Newsmax magazine's December issue. Hundreds of thousands of megas get their news from Putin every day. Close quote. Close quote. Read by, I don't read teleprompter. That's what it says here in the, uh, in the, in, in, uh, Newsbusters. Well, funny thing. That's not what the cover was. In his la- this institutionalist in his last week on the TV has to issue this. Another light. And it's just you quickly glance at the Newsmax cover of the magazine. No, that's, that's not what it says. But this goes to the heart of this statement I made about people at CNN. Are there going to be people at CNN going into work creeped out? If you're a woman walking into CNN, are you not creeped out? If you've taken your kids to an employee party, are you going to sit down with your kids and say, did any of the men at CNN touch you? Are you going to look and say, wait a minute, what what is the rot here that exists within these walls? Are you going to walk out? No, 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 because this stuff is so utterly seductive and it leads you down a path where you start to manufacture in your mind that you're the single most important person in nearly every room it's just so seductive these guys go to a dinner party in their hometown and hey, uh, hey everybody what do you do oh i uh i run you know a bunch of car washes and um my wife has an accounting business and and we work from home and we have a little hobby farm and john what are you doing well i'm a uh, senior producer at uh, cnn oh my goodness do you know chris cuomo well yes as a matter of fact chris and i are confidants It's utterly seductive for some people. And it can get them confused about what they are and who they are. But deeper than this, Brian Williams talks about people with college degrees as if that means they should know better. Did you hear that in the clip? These people with college degrees elected by their constituents with the college educations I can only dream about having, the college degrees I can only dream about having... Do you see that that somehow equals morality? That somehow equals right. That somehow equals they're the ones who should know best. When in fact, if you look at the distributed intelligence of the country, the distributed intelligence of the country is there are people saying no to the lockdowns, no to the masks. There's a whole bunch of people in healthcare saying no to the injections. There's a whole bunch of people now, 70% of people who voted for Biden saying he's not fit. The distributed intelligence of the country so far outstrips 
this inbred intelligence in the in, in, in the institutional acela corridors. This is again, I would love to take, I would, you know what, Brian Williams, you're retired. I want you, I officially invite you to North Idaho. Will you please come out? I will take you to America. You and I will go to a place called Georgie's for breakfast. We'll go in at 7.15, but I want to go in on a, I want to go in on a Monday morning when the, then the folks are getting ready to go logging are in, or people are getting ready to go, you know, earn their livings on trucks and dump trucks or people who have their small businesses in town. And Brian, you can go in and you can lecture them all about how they are responsible for the burning down of this country. It's their anger that's causing it. And that you apparently believe they need to listen to the people with these high-end college degrees. Maybe that's the issue. After that, Brian, you and I will go to church together. And and you can wear a hat and a disguise, but you got to come for four weeks. You need to come for four weeks to understand what the churches are saying in this area about returning to the word of God. And Brian, I would love to sit with you. I would love to sit with you when church is something more than a fascination for you. When you actually have to sit through four sermons in a row and then discuss them. And then go see the people who are bringing tens of thousands of toys and food into these communities. Go look at the 60-some missions that exist here. And then come back and tell me all about our anger problem. Just try it. See, God is saying, there's your superstar, Brian Williams. Here's your super network, CNN. There's your president, Joe Biden. These are the kings that the country has set up. And over here, I am quiet God, who is not going to be quiet forever. And all you need to do is turn to me. Another example, Jim Cramer. (laughs) Jim Cramer recently said, this is one of the most robust, robust economies he's ever seen. And this is as look look with your eyes. This is something. This is something else that was at this 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 uh, the dinner we had. I was talking to people about the number of restaurants who can't find people to work. No one in that room is fooled. No one is saying, "Wow, it's just it's the COVID and it's the lockdowns." Everybody in that room is saying, "No, people are getting free money." So for all the effort at disinformation, just consider this. We know. If we can close the gap between what we know and what we do, we win. If we can close that gap by walking with what God wants, we win the long game. God is pro-freedom and he is pro-responsibility. And he determines that we need to take care of the least of these through our hearts and goodness. He determines that we need to be prayerful about what we do. If we do those things, we win this thing. Man, I would love to see the the victory in this. I would love. Do you remember? (laughs) Do you remember? When Hillary lost and there were screams and and moans and gnashing of teeth and and tearing of garments. Do you remember watching that? Imagine the response of the people in the World Economic Forum. Speaking of Jimmy Cramer, 
CNBC's Jimmy Kramer, way back in the day, he's talking here about an institution. Brian Brian Williams says he's an institutionalist. Listen to Jimmy Kramer. This is way back in the day that he was saying this. Okay, Peter writes, should I be worried about Bear Stearns in terms of liquidity and get my money out of there? No, no, no. Bear Stearns is fine. Do not take your money. This is really, if there's one takeaway other than a plus 400 or something, Bear Stearns is not in trouble. I mean, if anything, they're more likely to be taken over. Don't move your money from Bear. That's just being silly. Don't be silly. Bear money's back after the break. <laughs> Genius advice. You've got to go back. I go back and read this from time to time. It's an article called Taking Down Bear Stearns. This is an incredible article about the, it was no doubt. It's called Bringing Down Bear Stearns. Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. And it makes the strongest possible case that this was an organized hit on the system. Remember, this was pre-election. In my judgment, this was a financial COVID. My judgment. You read the article, Bringing Down Bear Stearns, and this was an absolutely sophisticated hit and run, poke and step back, looking at the systems in a load-bearing exercise, but they turned it into a profit-making exercise. And it happened prior to an election, and John McCain decided that he would go back to Washington, D.C. to show that he, John McCain, an institutionalist, was going to go fix the economy, save the economy, save it for the working class, while Barack Obama, a destroyer of economies, while Barack Obama, a man who absolutely believes he's his own God. Uh, 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 the, the, the ocean tides uh, it will begin uh, to recede, and, 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 and the children uh, will begin to get second and third lives. He did. He went to the Brockopolis with the fake Roman setting and, uh, we are we are the people we've been waiting for, and I am your Messiah. Sorry, let's let's strike that line about Messiah. That's a little obvious. So McCain decides to sprint back to Washington D.C. Oh, my friends, I'm going to fix the economy. I'm going to I'm going to hammer it back in place, and Barack Obama will make a fine president. Don't worry about it. Just because his middle name is Hussein, that doesn't mean he's Muslim. Obama stays on the campaign trail. Bear Stearns is done, cooked. And there is this terrific write-up about how it happened that made no news. Made none. You should read it. Bringing down Bear Stearns. It made no news. Jim Cramer is still on TV. Jim Cramer is still telling people the economy is really robust. This is after an election period in which a virus which had probably been in circulation in the world for over a year or more was named COVID-19. They pretended the, the human body had no ability to build immunities against it, which was an utter baseless assertion. They tanked the economy. And they made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions, if not billions and billions of dollars doing that. 
they usurped entire categories of small business. The As we talked about last week with our friend Zach Abraham from Bulwark Capital, the Fed broke the law to invest money to, to buy the debt of big companies as small companies were destroyed. It was a money-making exercise, and it was an, an election-shifting exercise. And we saw it. This is monumental. With all the lies, all the misinformation, all the pretense, experts say the only way out of the crisis is to make children live in the basement eating only Twinkies and to stay far away from vitamin D or the poisonous host paste known as ivermectin. We saw it. I want us to reflect on this. Before he passed, the Maha gave us a warning. God rest him. The vaccine passports. Well, they're not vaccines, but the traveling papers. He saw it. He saw the threat. We see it now. They think they have completed this. They've not. But humility, humility wins this race. Guys, the entity that ends this is God Almighty. I'll tell you another thing that's being planned in small towns and it's being executed is people are beginning to go now to these government board meetings and not simply speak policy, but to speak the word of God into the microphones and man, Is it refreshing? I'll tell you, because people have backed off of that. I've backed off of that. You know what? I would go make an argument against transgender ideology. I would back off of the biblical perspective on it because, oh, that's going to, you know, then people are going to just say, oh, it's just biblical. Well, no, it's biblical. That's not a just thing. That's, That's the top thing. And it happens to match up with the science and it happens to match up with just base facts. But it's having a rebirth. And when you see it happen and you see the applause that the word of God gets at these meetings and you see the looks, even in North Idaho, on some of these bureaucrats, you see the looks on their faces like, "Uh oh, now the Christians are organizing. Yep. Now the Christians are organizing, but we need to do it in a godly way. And I think we need to thank the Lord Almighty for letting this stuff fall. I think we need to thank the God, we thank God Almighty for letting the curtains in their temple fall. He has laid down their curtains. We can see inside. He's dropped the clothing from them. We can see them in their nakedness. Well, and Jim Cramer looks pretty bad, honestly. I mean, he's skinny and such, but I mean, this dude, get some muscle tone. It's look, I could help you with that. Probably three to five reps on a, on a higher weight. Never mind. I'm getting distracted. Continuing with this view of these institutions. This is, um, this is the Alliance chief economic officer, Mohammed E. L. Iran. Listen to this man's curriculum. Vital president, Queens college, Cambridge university, advisor to Alliance in Gramercy, Wharton professor, louder Institute, senior fellow Bloomberg and financial times columnist. 
With all of that, I got to imagine he has some incredible wisdom to share with us. Just probably earth shattering wisdom. He's talking here about inflation. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be educated. The White House says that this number we just got, the 6.8% inflation figure is backward looking because gas prices are coming down right now. Do you think that we've actually passed peak inflation? So it is a backward-looking number. I don't think we have we have passed peak inflation, and that's despite all the efforts that the White House is putting in to limit inflation. I think we're going to see inflation stay around that level for a while. How long? In a very interesting transition. Ah. The original driver of inflation, <laughs> supply disruptions, labor shortages, the driver is still there but less powerful. But the driver has planted all these other seeds for other sources of inflation. And that's not a problem because of what the White House is or is not doing. This is a problem because of what the Federal Reserve is failing to do. The only one who finds the absolutely pregnant pauses is this guy is blue screening looking into the TV for how long? For a while. Then the wise man. The wise man lays it out. Well, this is just temporary a supply chain problem and an employment problem because of the pandemic. Nope. You have a supply chain problem because of multiple factors, none of them related to truckers not willing to work. None of them related to companies not willing to produce. All of them related to the super smart people who are their own gods running things with graft and greed and bribes and payoffs and end games that have no relation to good for the United States of America. You don't have an employment shortage. You have people being fired. You have people being conned into staying home. You have an economy being drained of resources. You have a treasury being drained. This is all being done by the swamp. This is all being done in a top-down, bottom-up manner. And he probably can't see it because... He's president of Queen College, Cambridge University, advisor to Alliance and Gramercy, Wharton Professor, Lauder Institute, senior fellow, Bloomberg and Financial Times columnists. I should have pulled this sound. The movie Wall Street, for all its annoying presence of liberals and, and coke fiends, had this moment. Where Emilio Estevez plays the son, you know, if you, you've seen the movie Wall Street, right? Where he goes back, he's he's going to go work for Gordon Gecko and the Junk Bond King. And and he is presenting an opportunity to his dad where Gordon Gecko is going to buy the dad's airline because the dad's men are, are getting abused by their airline. And that's, um, that's Charlie Sheen's dad, uh, whose name I cannot recall. But they're Martin Sheen. So they're in the uh, they're, they're in, in the elevator after this big presentation where Gordon Gecko puts on the charm and uh, and, and Charlie and, and uh, Charlie Sheen's dad starts to laugh. He starts to laugh and laugh and laugh. Martin Sheen. <laughs> Son, you think this guy's in it for me? You think he cares about my men? He's going to purchase this company and he's going to take it apart. He's going to sell it for pieces. My men are going to be on the street. I'm not backing this snake. And Charlie Sheen's character thinks, no, 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 no. Gordon's a good guy. And, and Gordon loves everybody. And, and no. 
The Martin Sheen character saw it. He saw it in the approach. He saw it in the too much charm that is too slick. That's a movie. This is today. Does anybody buy what the Wharton College, or what's his name, the president of Queens College says there? It's nothing to worry about. It's nothing structural. It's just transitory inflation. We've just got some problems. and There's nothing Joe Biden can do about it. You know, I mean, it's not like Joe Biden could say, no, 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 we're not going to stop pipelines anymore. We're going to produce more pipelines. Yes, he could do that. It's not like Joe Biden could say, wait a minute, we can't have all these people crossing the border who are coming in here to get taxpayer provided stuff. Oh, wait, he could do that. It's not like he could say, wait a minute, we don't have the money to have 250,000 refugees coming in every month that we need to pay and, and provide housing for. Oh, yeah, that's right. He could do that. He could say, wait a minute, we can't have this unpredictability in the labor market where people are being told they need to take an injection for a virus that is less likely to kill them than the injections given some of the age rates. No, we're go- no, he can't stop that. He's going, he just got to keep doing that. No, he could change these things today, but it's structural and we see it. And the conversations I have in small towns with people who see it, I talked to a truck driver the other day. I was at my little uh, coffee shop. No, it's not a coffee shop. My coffee shop's up the street, but there's coffee there, but it ain't good. It's the bait shop and it's the gas station shop and it's where you buy your monster soda before you do a max lift day. One a week, please, please no judging. One a week. I just asked him because he's filling up his truck. What's going on with you truckers? Is there really an issue with you guys? He says, well, uh, we, uh, there's certain ports where we can't go in with this many people. We've got all these limits and there's limits on when we can drive and they're trying to lift these limits. And we've got always these ocean inspectors and now there's these threats of these people taking these shots. And he goes through the whole thing and he knew all about it. And again, if you could drop a Jimmy Kramer into that and say, Jim, this guy disagrees with you or drop this Mohammed Ah El Iran, the president of Queens College next to this guy and say, here's what the common wisdom is saying. Here's what my restaurant up the street is saying. Sorry, we have to raise our prices three bucks on eggs, but they've raised them on us, which is why we've switched. And this is the switch. Oh, the switch. Man, what is being baked up. And it's truly remarkable, and it's happening here. When people in a pretty red area of North Idaho take a double and triple red pill, you wait to see what's being baked up. One other thing on the institutions. This is monumentally good news. Sarah Silverman is someone who is uh, perverted, And well, look, I don't know Sarah Silverman, so I don't want to provide false witness. She says really perverted things as a comedian. I don't know that she's actually perverted. She says very filthy things as a comedian. I don't know that that actually makes her filthy. She is completely to the left. I know that makes her completely lost in any terms of logic or anything. She is very, sometimes a very angry person about people on the right. She's found herself being red pilled. She got yelled at for taking on Joy Reid over at uh, The View. Into this country, um, you know, see that, that, that? COVID safe and all of that. Oh, 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 wrong clip. My bad. I apologize. No, this is an even better example. One more example than Sarah Silverman than what's happening. This is this is the Fouch. The Fouch, the institutionalist of all institutionalists. This is the Fouch, America's doctor. Thank the Lord Almighty for showing us who he is. Thank you, God, for un- to drop the, the curtain around this guy's personal temple of doom. 
Thank you, Lord, for letting us see this massive grifter. Now we need to close the gap between what we see and what we do. Into this country, um, you know, see that they're, they're COVID safe and all of that. But I was thinking, I know you've been asked about this in the past, doctor, about uh, what's happening at the border right now. We have about 18% of the migrant families here, 20% of unaccompanied minors testing positive for uh, the COVID. Uh, if you use the figure 20,000, and that's a, a loose figure, doctor, uh, who have been apprehended, that, that could be up to 4,000 individuals who have COVID. What do we do about that? You know, Neil, I, I don't have an easy answer for that. I mean, obviously, Title 42 is still operable at the border, trying to keep people who should not come in into the country. There is testing that is done. I, I, I'm, I'm certain it's not as extensive as we would like to see. But I have to admit, Neil, I don't have an easy answer. Is this not the greatest gift the Lord has ever given us? And he used a flawed and broken vessel, like we're all flawed and broken, Donald John Trump, to force their hand to go this far. Thank you, God Almighty, for showing us this, this court gesture of a doctor. So what do we do? We align ourselves with the work of God around us. People who have been shown the lie, we align ourselves. We get to them. And we show them the truth. Even with liberals, Sarah Silverman, I started to play this, I screwed it up. Sarah Silverman, the liberal of all liberals, this woman who just says these ridiculously perverse things in, in pursuit of comedy and sometimes is naked and it's just truly some perverse stuff. She went after Joy Reid on The View and she is being introduced to the leftist machine party-sponsored tale that is eating her body. The way the tail begins to attack the dog. Own side, we can't even critique anyone in your own party without punishment. One of the hosts of The View was like, "What hubris for Sarah Silverman to accuse a black woman of not reading?" Oi, King! I surrender. Good grief! I don't want any trouble. I cannot. Believe I need to say this, but I did not criticize Joy Ann because she's black, but because she's a, a Harvard educated journalist with the responsibility, ideally, of showing the whole picture and not just a piece of a picture. So I, I, I took out of that where she took uh, Lord Jesus's name in vain, where she said the F word in a what, 23 second clip. She had to have all those things in there. So I took that out. It sounded a little clipped. We're back to it. Did you hear it? Harvard educated. What did we begin this all with? We began it with Brian Williams. Well, look at the time. I'll try to keep this brief. After 28 years of Peacock logos on much of what I own, it is my choice now to jump without a net into the great unknown, as I do for the first time in my 62 years. My biggest worry is for my country. The truth is I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm an institutionalist. I believe in this place and in my love of country, I yield to no one. But the darkness on the edge of town has spread to the main roads and highways and neighborhoods. It's now at the local bar and the bowling alley, at the school board and the grocery store. And it must be acknowledged and answered for. Grown men and women who swore an oath to our Constitution, elected by their constituents, possessing the kinds of college degrees I could only dream of. There it is. 
the darkness at the edge of town. You're going to quote some Jim Morrison for us, Brian. The construct of that sentence is that you are the darkness. You at your school board meetings, pleading for sanity and what kids are taught. You at your bowling alleys with your complaints about the great men and women who run this country, all of them Harvard educated. You are the darkness. It's beginning to seep into the world of Brian Williams, the smug rolls. That's what's got him freaked out. He's freaked out that politicians are being politicians and pretending to be populists when they're not. Pretending to be constitutional populists when they're not. But do you truly believe we are the darkness? That is a remarkable bit of hubris for a guy who works in an industry lousy with pedophiles and drug abuse and cons and who lied again on the air during his last week on the program and whose network cheered the darkness at the edge of town as it burned down American cities, who cheered the riots, who cheered the killing of cops, who pretended there was no Antifa, who pretended Hunter Biden never saw a laptop. The darkness is not coming from our areas, Bry. It's coming from you who have been conned into the oldest game the devil plays. I'm going to let you inherit the earth. You, the proud. The devil takes and twists. You, the proud, you're going to run the earth. Look at all the earthly rewards. And Sarah Silverman, stunned that someone with a Harvard education doesn't tell the full side of the story. There's no more consistent liar than a well-educated liar, Sarah. But oh my goodness. The changes that are happening in small towns and what is being baked up. This is the part I'm partly glad that the deep state, the party doesn't know. Part of me wishes they saw it because they think they're going to crush us. Wow. Sit at the top of the show. Thank you so much for making this podcast number 169 in the ratings in news, which is phenomenal. It's not number one, but we can do that. The easiest way to get that done is for you to do this. It is for you to simply go and share the program with five friends. It's that, it's really that easy. If those five friends download the program and start to listen on a regular basis, we are going to own this category. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. I did what I think God asked me to do, which is to put God at the center of the program. Well, how insane would it be to see a show that speaks the way we do using the Bible during news and current events and programming as a conservative Christian conservative? What would that do? <laughs> Probably be the fastest way to get it canceled. It's one of the things you can do. The other is to support sponsors, of the program green Haven interactive run by my friend, Dave, the digital. They have, they've on a very, very short notice, put together the Todd Herman show.com bang that together, bang together a whole bunch of stuff for us. And look, if you need to be found on Google, understand this, that Dave is an unashamed 
proud Christian conservative man who's worked in the tech business for years. He can get you found on Google, but much, much more. He can help you build a logical sales funnel. He loves data. He can show you who's buying and who's not. So it's at greenhaveninteractive.com, greenhaveninteractive.com. And he is a very, very, very good man. So you can do that too. There's another thing you can do. What's happening in the small towns, at least where I live, is this. Barter networks. They're real. People now saying, I have chickens. Well, I have cattle. I have land. I have grain. I have water. I have medical expertise. I've got a whole bunch of ammo. I've got even more land. You could come and live here. I've got car parts. I've got expertise. I know how to fix cars. So do I. And they're beginning to team up into networks. And the networks are getting ready for the day when they come around and they shut down the currency. Because if we don't think that's on the forefront, then we're simply not taking full advantage of the curtain that God has dropped between us and the people in the evil temple. They're already signaling it. The injection diktat walking papers have nothing to do with the virus. We know that it has everything to do with readying people for a time when the party says, no, I'm sorry. It's not just airlines you can't go to. It's not just football games that you can't enter. It's not just the schools. Now it's the grocery stores and they will do it. And we will respond by taking care of not just our own, because as Christians, we're not called just to store food for ourselves. We're called to have it for our community. And I want you to imagine the day when the party finally pulls the trigger on that move. And a whole bunch of Christians are prepared not just to feed their families or their churches, but to feed the neighborhoods, to feed people's families. This stuff is getting organized now. There are people learning to can. There are people learning long-term food storage on their own. We have friends who live in pretty, pretty neighborhood-like areas building the little underground coolers building their root cellars, building those back. We have friends who are building multiple root cellars for people to use on their property. And it's happening all across these communities and it needs to happen even more. When the party sees this going on, they may begin to understand the fight you have is not just about the 300 million guns or however it is, at it is 600 million in our country. That's not the fight. We don't need to just trust in guns and horses and chariots. We can trust in the bounty God gave us because there is no shortage. There is no shortage. When God provided the Jews with manna from heaven, you don't think he's done that with us with the multiple seeds and the ability to buy heritage seeds? They think they're going to crush us. How did they crush us if we simply look back on where did the manna come from? How did it arrive? It arrived through faith. Man, I want to sit there when they see that it didn't work. Don't you? Oh, I'd laugh. I'd love to sit with Barry Obama. I'd love to sit with him and say, well, Barry, he's just about had it. But then those stinking kids and that dog figured it out. Now look at you taking the mask off your face. You're not... Barack Hussein Obama. You're not Barry Obama. Wait, are you George Soros? Let's take that mask off. Oh, yeah, Soros. What is that? What's that face? Something from history. I don't know how to get it fully. We'll find out, won't we? 
I received so many emails from people since we took the show direct to podcast that I couldn't thank you more. Number one from Greg. Dear Todd, please give us a date certain when bumper music will return. I will remain a loyal listener, but I'm becoming increasingly frustrated. You did such a good job of making bumper music part of the radio show in Seattle. Please give us a date certain. Love, Greg. Greg, I can't because ASCAP is the licensing agency. They're in charge of that. They will decide when we get the music license. Now, we brought music back to the show because we're doing music reviews, which is perfectly legal, as I understand it, until someone comes along and says it's not perfectly legal. But trust me, no one misses the music more than I do. Thank you for that. And Greg, by the way, is from a place I didn't write down. (laughs) I'm sorry, Greg. I don't have a producer. I'm doing this all on my own, with the exception of Julie and Dave. And we're bringing on a sales team, by the way. Bring on an advertising sales team. And by the way, we're not going to, I am going to make sure that any ad that runs on this show is one I stand completely behind. No big, no big breaks with a whole bunch of ads. Not going to do it that way. And there's going to be a whole bunch of categories we don't accept, by the way, like pharma, no pharma ads, no government ads. Now, and we'll talk about that later. Brian, um, after listening to podcasts for a few days, I realized why you wanted the liberty of going private and that was on your heart to talk about. I listened locally, Muckletea, Washington, and KTTH, and when you substituted for Rush Limbaugh during his last days. I realized what your superpower is, honesty. You dared to tell the truth, like today, when you talked about the gal that couldn't back up. He's talking about an incident at a convenience store where I was a complete jerk uh, to a young woman who simply doesn't know how to back up her car. I thought she was just being mean, blocking me from getting gas. I, I should have absolutely consulted how would Jesus respond to this and it wouldn't have been the way I did and we did in fact work it out and she shared with me that she doesn't know how to back up I felt so small he said but you also tell the truth on political issues you dare to say why the emperor has no clothes you live out the warning he who claims to have no sin is a liar you admit you have sin you're honest and the holy spirit explodes through the podcast waves and he gets the credit for the change and redemption going on in your life amen 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 I need redemption about 50 times a day I keep you in prayer I can tell this is a truly huge step of obedience and faith for you, but with such a leap, I pray there's a hundred time fruit return, many lives impacted. There's already been people who've told us that because of the program, they've gone back to church. They've reestablished a relationship with God. Words are powerful things. God uses them to create the world and the universe, which means single spoken sentence. And his very name is a word, Logos. So it's no small thing. He's privileged you to sit behind a mic and use spiritual weapons, words to do violence and damage to Satan's kingdom and to build up his people in his kingdom. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Thank you for your faith, your obedience, and I pray for as much fruit as you embark on this endeavor. God bless with prayer, Brian. Thank you for that, Brian. Thank you for recognizing that redemption comes from God. I appreciate you very, very much. Uh, This is Tove. What a cool name. I want my name to be Tove. How come I can't have the name Tove? I guess I could. Tove Herman. Doesn't work. Uh, Dear Todd, I am so grateful that you've made this gigantic move to a private podcast. I was born and raised in the separate city of Seattle 62 years ago. I recently became a widow. God decided to take my earthly rock, my husband of 25 years, home with him. That being said, we both started listening to you when you filled in for Rush, and I certainly loved your godly input. Then recently, I started to listen solely to you on the morning of KTTH. Now I listen to your podcast. Thank you. You're a wonderful mix of politics and that God had, um, and that uh, God that more people need. 
I truly admire what you're doing and wish you nothing but the best. I love your show. And I think I feel so close to your message, not only being a Christian, but also having been born and raised in Washington state. My mom and siblings still live there. God help them. But my husband and I have always voted with our feet and our pocketbooks and decided to move down to Arizona about nine years ago. Ended up here in the town of Queen Creek, Arizona. I love it. But I've learned not to say my forever home because you never know what God has in store for us. I also admire what you did for your family by moving to Idaho. May God continue to bless you. Have a successful sinus surgery. Thank you. And I want your name, Tove, just so we're clear. My sinus surgery coming up at the end of this week. I have no idea how I'm going to sound in the week after that. So that's going to be a major experiment. You can go to the ToddHermanShow.com as a place to write to us. You can also, if you use Jack Dorsey's hate machine, I started to use that again. That's at Todd E. Herman. There's the at Todd E. Herman show, which is run by Julie and social media team. You can do that. So lots of ways to get in touch with us. And I do like hearing from you. And once again, I am woefully backed up on emails. I'm doing 20 a day. And I'm trying my very, very best to catch up. I so apologize. It's such a great blessing to have so many people sending me these great words of encouragement. I heard the other day a song that for the first time in a long time caused me to want to know the entire band. That hasn't happened in the longest time. And it's a song that I think we need. Of all the things that happen in modern America, to me, the hatred of people who live in urban ways is the most remarkably cruel. It's remarkably cruel and it's backwards and it is another form of ism, right? It's not racism, it's classism. It's classism and it's hatred. And it's so ill-conceived. I've said many, many times that people who live in the Acela Corridor look at us as zoo animals. They truly do. Flyover country is just that. They pretend to know us because they spent five minutes in a town or drove through, you know, they drove through Whitefish, Montana. That, now they know everybody who lives in Whitefish or Lincoln, Nebraska. I couldn't believe all the motorcycles there. I always think of this article in the New York Times where this guy said about Texas, lots of people have trucks down here and they don't have farms. Well, you know what? Lots of people in Maseratis in New York City and they can't drive over seven miles an hour. So maybe stop talking. I heard this song. It starts with a bit of a news piece. I won't start it with because it's too depressing. It's a band I'd heard of, but never bothered to listen to, frankly, because of their name. Their name is the Killers. I am not going to like any band called the Killers. Some of the music is bothersome. It's a little bit keyboardy for me or keyboardy sounding, but the songwriting is enormously beautiful. And it's also a story song. I pine for the days of story songs. It's a vulnerable song. The hook in it, the chorus is absolutely lovely, and it mentions the name of Jesus, and not in the way that you're used to hearing Hollywood mention the name of Jesus. I have no idea if these guys are Hollywood band or not. But since I heard this song this one time that it came on, I had to know. I had to pull out the Shazam app, and that's hard for me because I never have the wire. I never have the Wi-Fi on for my apps, so I had to pull over the truck, get out the app, turn on the Wi-Fi so that it could hear the song and tell me what it was. What I so admire about the song is its honesty. I've sat here now extolling the virtues of small towns and what's being done and how it's going to defeat the party and how it's a godly place to live. And those are all true things, but small towns are like any other towns. None of them are perfect. And it happens in this case, if this guy's telling the truth in the song, and it sure seems like it, he grew up in a small town that he truly loves. It's been a long time since I heard a song and I said, I need to know much more work about this band. This is a band 
called The Killers. The song is called Quiet Town. I do encourage you to listen to the lyrics. Through the pouring rain They're planning on getting married after graduation Had a little baby girl Trouble came and shut it down Things like that ain't supposed to happen In this quiet town I've heard anything getting commercial airplay saying about good people who rely on Jesus, they're quick to forgive. And it's a beautiful song, Quiet Town by the Killers. And that truly is at the heart of who we are as Christians, what we're called to do in that sense of humility. That song rolls through and he states that that's, small town he grew up in. He mentions every time he sees his parents in the prime of their life offering his son the sort of love he could never put down. It's a remarkable statement. Small towns. It's such a bad rap. I was at that gas station I mentioned, the bait shop, and I just pop in quick. I'm very careful about, as you know, a little probably obsessive about what I eat. So if there's a... Day I'm going to go do a big lift. I pop in and I get a monster drink. It's actually a bang drink, bang soda. Terrible for you, incidentally. And the protein bar, one, because it's a particular kind. If I buy, I'll eat them all. I mean, they're making that purchase. I've known these people now for two years. I know everybody who works there. I know a little bit about each of them, where they live, where the second jobs are. Enough to say hi, enough to check on the kids, enough to check on the cancer surgeries. Enough to say, hey, I know your cat got eaten by a uh, something. Okay, that's the sort of place it is. And in this particular day, when I pulled into the station, there was a gentleman out front who had a great big boat on a trailer. And he was an older man and he was trying to work out how to strap this down better because I think it had been moving. And that's not something you want. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very expensive boat. It's like you don't want to kill anybody going down the freeway. And I made this quick note. I got to pop in and get this. I got to go help this man. 
So I went in, got paid for my gas, made sure I was squaring that, got my stuff, walked back out. That's what happened. Young guy pulls up in a car and he gets to wanting to get to the gas, like I did, gas station a few weeks ago, kind of taps his horn. And the gentleman turns around, he points at the boat. And this guy, this young guy, whips his car around, pulls up to the side, pops out. I see he's a young guy, happens to be a black guy in North Idaho. Gets out of his car, walks up to the old dude. Kneels. And begins to look at the straps. Stands up. Shakes the man's hand. Pulls his car around. Gets into the trunk and pulls out a suitcase. I mean, a, pulls out a, a case of tools. Walks up behind the gentleman. And this young man got back on his knees. And went under the boat. Under the trailer. And I sat there watching this. It was about 17 degrees outside. And it was blowing snow. And that young man stayed under that trailer for about 10 minutes. And he popped up. And he and that old man began trying to shake that boat. A couple other people saw what was going on. They came over to try to shake the boat. It wasn't moving even a centimeter. Young man, before he shook hands with the old white man, dusted off his hands in the front of his pants, which, by the way, were really nice jeans. I think he was getting ready to go out because I think he was wearing his going out clothes. There's clubs here, like there's clubs anywhere. I'm guessing that's where he's going. I don't know. The man tried to pay him. The young man laughed. Shook his head. I want his money. There was a man who needed some help. And he stopped. The people who pretend to understand people who live in towns of 600 people in places like North Idaho, Southern Utah, San Antonio, Texas, bigger city all around this land. They know us in their deception. It's the same deception that tells them their little bit of corruption is okay. Because on a sliding scale, well, come on. It's the same deception that allows us to think that we cling to our Bibles and guns because we need the myth of the protection. When in fact, so many of us find that the further we get to know God, the less protection we need. They may never understand that, but it's our job to try to get them there. There's victory. I can see it. I think the Lord is about to shake things up. And I think it ends in a way that it's no longer remarkable that a young black guy decides to stop and help an old white man. In point of fact, friends, in point of fact, 
it's never been remarkable. In point of fact, it's the case more often than not. This is the new Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and please be right with God.